We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Steven Adams is a monster, man. He's a, <laughs> he's a monster like somebody from Game of Thrones or something. Like, we call him, him uh, Gandalf because, like, he's never early or late. He's always <laughs> at the right time. Man, my job is to never stop. Regardless of percentages, I don't really give a damn about percentages, honestly. All I care about is wins. Yeah, I'm used to it. I'm used to this. Y'all ain't met playing LP yet, huh? <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Uncontested podcast where we cover the NBA, OKC Thunder, and pop culture. You can find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and at our website, theuncontestedsports.com. We have a very special start of the off-season podcast for you guys today. I am the Thunder Mob, Jacob Niffen, and I am joined by the guy who thought about stealing the Declaration of Independence, Nick Crane. Thunder up. The most educated Thunder podcaster, call me Armoravian. Uh, that's me currently. And the lone fan of the Kanye Kid Cudi album, Taylor Peterson. That is not true. If you guys go on the internet or Twitter, it is a widely accepted and hyped album. Yeah, those are just <laughs> Russian bots. That's all that I is. I mean, you know, Kanye might be in with the Russians. That's, yeah, that that's is a good point. Pr- probably true. So today we're going to talk a lot about what's going on in the NBA leading into the offseason. We have the draft coming up in less than two weeks. Free agency starts in just about three weeks. Tons of, of speculation, tons of different things going on. But first, let's start talking about the Thunder. Come here. So recently, uh, if you guys listen to a lot of podcasts, Casts. There are Chris Mannix, Bobby Marks, Adrian Wojnarowski. There are lots of things out there regarding Paul George and his future destinations. Of course, none of them none of them talk about Carmelo Anthony. But a couple of quotes I'd like to talk about, which Waj on ESPN draft so, draft show mentioned that 
about Paul George saying Oklahoma City's done a great job of selling him on the future there, and he likes playing with Russell Westbrook and Steven Adams and Billy Donovan. Wojnarowski said he said that they have a real opportunity to keep him, but the Lakers are home. Paul George grew up in L.A., and he left Indiana. His plan was to actually go to L.A. within a year. So he said you have to really credit OKC with turning that turning his head on that. Then, not long later, Shams on his podcast with Chris Mannix said, the Thunder feel very confident in keeping PG, and he and Westbrook have very, become very close, which could play a big role come in July. Paul George feels like he's in a good place. So... How do you guys feel about those quotes given by Shams and Waj about OKCs and their chances to keep Paul George um, in the community? That's it for me. It's super. It, it, it's big time because those are the two guys that actually know what they're talking about. They're usually not guys that just you know spit out hot takes. They're pretty credible, and uh, I mean that's 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 who you want to hear those kind of things from. Yeah, I definitely agree with Nick there. Um, It's encouraging to hear those things. It's encouraging to hear that Paul George and Russell Westbrook have become close, that Paul George is really considering OKC. You know, we're not really going to know what happens. Obviously, in that that ESPN show that Woj was on, that draft show, he also said that, you know, there's this belief that PG and LeBron will sit down and discuss, you know, a possible pairing in Los Angeles – and what not and yada yada but i i think it's encouraging that the thunder feel confident in paul george staying around that paul george has a close relationship with russ and that it seems like as far as Woj and sham sources go uh the the thunder are still very much in the mix you know and i think if we rewound the clock uh 365 days to mid-june of last year and we were having this conversation talking about Paul George possibly choosing Oklahoma City in free agency. Uh, we would all be very, very excited and um, and and pretty jacked up about it. So I, I I like the place where they're sitting right now. Obviously, there's a chance Paul George still like goes off elsewhere and doesn't stay in Oklahoma City. But uh, where they're at right now, I I feel pretty comfortable with it. I I, I agree with you. I agree with you guys because obviously Shams and Woes are going to have the most up-to-date, the, the best sources, and they're two of the best to do it. But because they're – I mean we're still hearing the same thing that – basically what I, t- I take from this is that nobody still is completely sure, not even Woes, not even Shams, which means that even people within Paul George's inside circle aren't even completely sure right now. And so what I take from that is that Paul George is having a lot of conflict because he's very tied to Russ and the Thunder, and he's really excited about what they've built, and he feels like he can, they can really go forward and have a lot to look forward to. But then there's also the potential of, you know, he, he or there's also the feeling that he has of going back home, playing for his home team, and potentially draw. If if he commits, he thinks maybe, you know, maybe I can draw another free agent like a LeBron James, or maybe we can trade for a Kawhi Leonard, or maybe we can trade for a Boogie Cousins, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So while I do really like the fact that both Shams and Woj state that Oklahoma City's really made a lasting impact on him, it's nothing different than we've heard, you know, since the end of the season, which, you know, proves to me that we still aren't completely sure, that Paul George isn't completely sure what he's going to do. So I think that's something to look into as well, that, you know, he's still indifferent. But I think that that is, you know, kind of goes in the Thunder's favor. He's he's still not completely sure, and I think that's good for us because, like, 
I think it was Shams at this he mentioned at this point last season, you know, the Thunder wouldn't even have a chance at Paul George in free agency. So the fact that they traded for him, they left this great impact, and Paul George and Russell Westbrook are really good friends, that bodes really well for for the Oklahoma City Thunder leading into the season. So that gives me a little bit of optimism. Definitely. Kamiar, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, what I like about the entire ordeal is that Russell Westbrook and Paul George have become friends, and what it seems like when Shams was talking about it, they said, you know, doing things that friends actually do because in the later years, uh, after 2009, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, they had more of a business professional kind of relationship than they would actually have a friend relationship because Russ and Harden were friends, but it seemed like Russ and Kevin Durant, they were colleagues, if that makes sense. I agree with that. So, so Russ and Paul George being similar age group, they're both from L.A. or both from the West Coast, both have kids and both have like babies and both are married. They both have similar lifestyles, life paths, life whatever. So they just vibe from each other's wavelengths is what I'm understanding. And that, that probably really helps OKC's credibility in which Paul George might be looking forward to stay, stay home for at least another year or two in Oklahoma City. Of course, Paul George may eventually go west, but I think that relationship with Russell Westbrook is a really, really big deal because it didn't seem like Russ was a likable guy to many people. But then you see Russ at you know at a birthday party, or you see Russ yeah. playing paintball with Paul George. So it's a little bit different than what Russ. You just see training videos between Russ with Russ and Kevin Durant when they were in Oklahoma City. But on a watch pod. Donovan Mitchell came on and he said he's going to be recruiting Paul George to come play in Utah. What do you guys think about that? And we'll go to Taylor first. So when you think of it from a basketball standpoint, I think it makes a lot of sense. With that team, I think Paul George would fit really well there. Maybe not as well as some other teams. I know in our Slack we mentioned New Orleans. Like That's really scary <laughs> because Paul George could fit really well there. Where on Utah, he kind of take half, even with Donovan Mitchell, would have to take a little more of a leadership role and kind of have to be the guy. And as we talked in previous podcasts, he's not always the best when he's in that position. He kind of is more of a second second guy, um, You know, somebody who can play behind a Russell Westbrook or a LeBron James. But with that being said, I think it's it's more cute than anything else. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell tweeting out pictures of him and Paul George for whatever, hashtag National Best Friends Day. Yep. I don't think there's a whole lot behind that. I think it's basically Oklahoma City or Los Angeles for Paul George. Philadelphia also you know, makes a lot of sense. I know they'll be recruiting him, particularly if they, for some reason, can't get LeBron to come over. But I think when it comes down to it, I just don't see – why would you leave Russell Westbrook for Donovan Mitchell? And then it's not necessarily a dig at Donovan because here in you know maybe three four years he has the potential to be just as good as potentially Russell Westbrook. You know we really don't know what he will develop into, but at this point of their careers and the organizations, I just don't see why Paul George would go to Utah. So I think it was nothing more than just Donovan just being cute and funny, and we'll leave it at that. Definitely, man. Like I, I wouldn't expect Donovan Mitchell to say anything else. You know, like. Shoot your shot. Go for it. You know, I don't yep. think Paul George is going to go to Utah, but go for it. Um, if I can backtrack for just a second, though, Kamiar, you had brought up that uh, Shams had said that Russ and PG were doing, like, friend things. I just want to get you guys' opinion. Besides 
like going to little Noah's birthday party and playing uh, paintball together out in LA. What type of friend things do you guys think Russ and PG do together? Like any, what? Well, really like, I'd any, like to see them in the gym together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they do that yearly. I mean, they'll probably be in another month or so, but they do that yearly, uh, you know, workout in LA where the past couple of years, Russ and Nick calls and invite a bunch of these guys to come out and, practice and play together in, in LA. I think Billy's able to come, but he can't coach. Is yeah, that correct? Maybe yeah. I'm completely wrong. About but that. like, okay. as, I feel as, like he was present aside of but basketball stuff. Like what, like just what else? As bros, like what do, you, what do you guys think they're doing? Gotcha. I want to gotcha. see those dudes out on a banana boat somewhere in the Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine, I imagine That's they good. queue up and play duos on Fortnite. You know, PG is probably, probably like practicing. I don't know when his uh, his little event was where he was teaming up with the pros, but I bet they're like queuing up for a duos Fortnite game every now and then. What else would they do? That'd be cool. Go to the Santa Monica Pier and get in some hood rat <laughs> shit. You <laughs> know, like you know, just a couple double dates, going out to some classy dinners. Uh, Paul George and his wife, and Russ and Nina. You know, just uh, get some babysitters for for Noah and Paul George's daughter. And, you know, just go out and, and have some dinners and just enjoy themselves. <laughs> just recreational stuff. You think they bowl? No. Oh, my gosh. That'd be funny. I, I hate bowling. Apparently, Russ is really, really good at bowling. Yeah, really? Yeah, is that why not so be, thing. Oh, yeah he, yeah. Does, he does the why not foundation, like the bowling. And, like, uh, and because of those, a couple of reporters have reported that russ is like actually really good at bowling and they it was kind of like a funny thing like imagine that russ being competitive at anything he does but i thought that was kind of cool <laughs> all right sorry so yeah, I, maybe him I, and uh, pg are bowling yeah i just want to get off on that tangent real quick um hey nick what do you think about this uh this whole donovan mitchell quotes about pg you know i think that's it's interesting like you guys think as well it's not going to go anywhere but, you know, now that the season's actually over and we really are in free agency, there's going to be more and more of that for not just PG, but for other players as well. Um, so that's that's expected. And then back on the note of, of the tweets we've seen from these guys saying that, you know, OKC's um, really left a good impression on PG and, and all that kind of stuff. I think that's that's great to hear just in the fact that that's all we really can do, considering he's going to make his decision based on what other people do almost because you know if LeBron if LeBron goes somewhere and there's not room for PG uh, he's not he's not gonna it's you know his chances of leaving are not as high if Kawhi stays put his chances of leaving is not going to be as high so I think that as as an organization we've done all that we can do at this point and you know, that's that's good to hear yeah I think that's a really so interesting like, point actually yeah that like the the Thunder have done kind of already done their work. And now it's, um, you know, like you can't force somebody to stay. And if Paul George decided to go back to Los Angeles, for instance, like I'm not going to be nearly as upset about that decision as I was about the Kevin Durant decision. And, and yeah. I think I can really understand kind of where PG's coming from there. But I think you make a, an interesting point there, Nick, that like the Thunder have done their work. You know, they've had yep. a full year to pitch it. Um, and the ball is kind of in PG's court now. And so if PG decides to leave, it's nothing on the thunder, really. It's just kind of a, a personal decision that a guy makes for his own life and his own family. Um, but it, it's that the ball is kind of out of the thunder's court now. You know, and I think that's a really good point that we really haven't talked about. Yeah. And one last point I was going to make before we move on about the Donovan Mitchell Wojbod. Uh, just in general, outside the Paul George comments, if you guys haven't listened to that, I mean, for, for – 
somebody who's just basically a I think they call them you know the rookie versus sophomore games and the all star. So we'll just call Donovan Mitchell a sophomore in the NBA. Uh, for somebody who's a, a second year, I mean, he really is impressive. And uh, I was really impressed listening to his Wojpod, listening to this Wojpod, and hearing his responses to questions and just his insight in the league. It's it's really impressive. Uh, so if you guys get the chance, definitely go ahead and listen to that because outside of the Paul George comments, there's a lot of good content there just from him as a player and as and as a person. I uh, I you know we mentioned who our biggest players outside the Thunder, the, our biggest our favorite players, and Donovan Mitchell is definitely one of them, and that kind of cemented that for me. So give that sure. a uh, give that a look. All right. So speaking of Paul George and maybe his future home, whether it be OKC or somewhere else, what we're going to do is we're going to get everybody's percentage thoughts on where Paul George's future home is, maybe for a year or maybe for multiple years in the next contract year and um, subsequently after. So the cities we have right now are Oklahoma City, L.A., Philly, Cleveland, Houston, Utah, or maybe somewhere else like Taylor brought up, New Orleans, which would be actually a really fun team to watch, by the way. So what we're going to do is we're going to go round by round by saying OKC, get our percentage takes, and move on to the next city. So the first city up is Oklahoma City. Jacob, what's your percentage chance that you think Paul George ends up in an OKC? I have his percentage chance at being back in OKC for next year at 40%. Ooh, that's low, which is fair. 40%. That's that's low. Taylor, what do you got? I was going to go 50. Okay. 50 50 at this point, particularly from the Shams and Woes tweets, kind of what I'm basing this on. I think that's the most uh, validated, most recent that we can go off of and because of that i'm very 50 50 all so right i go 50 percent oklahoma city call me i've got oklahoma city 30 percent i knew nice. it nice so, I, so i'm the, I'm the middleman all right well we yeah. can't get nick's percentage because while recording the podcast he started watching hentai and his computer crashed oh my god <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> well we're totally keeping that in the podcast so <laughs> next city awesome. come here so Los Angeles would be the next city. Taylor, what percentage chance do you think Paul George's future home is Los Angeles? I think that's – I'm going to say 40. Wow. Yeah. That's surprising. I think – now, granted, LeBron James's decision basically dictates all of this. So if he comes out – July 1st, which I don't think he will. I think he will take his his sweet time drinking his sweet wine that we all know he loves so much. I think LeBron will be sitting there in his brand new, or maybe not, sorry, I think Russ is is the brand new house in Los Angeles. But anyways, I think LeBron will be sitting there, and if if it comes out like mid-July or early July that he is leaning towards Los Angeles, I'm going to increase that percentage. But as it sits right now, no other superstar heading to Los Angeles I'm going to go 40%, and I'm going to give the edge to Oklahoma City, assuming that another superstar is not heading to Los Angeles as well. All right, Sorry, so, that was kind of an extended answer there. No, you're fine. But So you have Oklahoma City at 50 and L.A. at 40, so you have 10% left for the rest of the league? Yeah, I don't wow. think he's going anywhere else. I wow. really don't. Okay. Really don't. Now, granted, I may, I, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll just go ahead and go. I'll, I'll group the rest together at a collective 10%. Um. I don't know. I just okay. don't see him going anywhere else than Oklahoma City or Los Angeles. All and right. if he does, like we've mentioned in the past, I think it'll be a sign trade. But I really think it's, it's pretty close. Okay, see Los Angeles. All right. Well, I put Los Angeles at 25%. That's 
Fair. That's, yeah. Wait, so how much do you have OKC? 40? I had OKC 40 and LA 25. Okay. Oh, uh, I'm LA. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant uh, Philadelphia. Sorry. Okay. Los Angeles 25. Yeah. So that's yeah. Kinda no, low. no, I got LA at 25. Come here. What do you got for LA? Well, I had OKC at 30%. I have LA at 45%. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Very good. The next city up is Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Jacob, what percentage chance do you have that Paul George's future home is there? I put Philly at 15%. Um, Obviously, Paul George, um, Philly becomes Paul George's target if LeBron stays in Cleveland or goes elsewhere. Um, I think if LeBron goes to L.A., there's a good chance PG follows LeBron to L.A. Um, Besides that... If LeBron does not go to L.A. or Philly, I think then Philly comes into play for for Paul George because I think, obviously, their number one choice is LeBron. They get spurned there. Then they turn to PG. So I got Philly at 15%. Uh, Taylor, you're just clumping Philly in with the rest of the league at this point? Yeah. So my my take on Philly, I think you're exactly right. I agree with you 100% that once they hear from LeBron, that's, you know, they'll transition. But, again, I also feel LeBron's decision would dictate what, Paul George does. So if LeBron says, you know, I'm going to, you know, fill in the blank that isn't Los Angeles or Philadelphia, then I could see where they would come out recruiting Paul George pretty heavy. But I don't see him leaving Russell Westbrook and, you know, Steven Adams to go and play for Philadelphia, although he does he would feel really, really well there. But going off of previous reports and things I've heard, I really don't think he's considering Philadelphia at this point of his career. Now I could be completely wrong, obviously. I don't know. I don't have any inside information, but I think he is pretty much okay. See Los Angeles. Now I will say uh, we have Cleveland, we have Houston, we have Utah, and I mentioned New Orleans as a couple other teams that he could be, you know, in the potential running for. I would get Philly the higher percentage out of the rest of those. Okay. So I would put them in third place behind the Thunder and the Lakers. All right, Kamir, what'd you put for Philly? Well. You know who else I couldn't see leaving Russell Westbrook and Steven Adams and <laughs> Carmelo Anthony? Uh, no, I, I, I couldn't see uh, Kevin Durant leaving the, those people as well. Uh, so it, sorry, I think you're going off, uh, going off money that Carmelo is going to want to opt in. But that's a good. I see what you're saying. So OKC, I had thirty. Los Angeles had forty-five. Philly, I have fifteen percent. Nice. So we're the same on Philly. All right. Yeah. What about Cleveland, Taylor? Oh, I would put Cleveland. So I just, I've made this really difficult and I should have done this better, but I would put, so I have OKC first. I have Los Angeles second. I have Philadelphia third. I would put Cleveland behind Houston for me. I'd put them okay. in fifth place. Okay. Um, I think that's essentially where I have Cleveland landing too. I put Cleveland at 5%. Um, obviously yep. the only way this happens is via sign and trade. Uh, LeBron decides to stay in Cleveland and then, um, he talks Paul George. Paul George decides 20, to go. Yep. So the Thunder would have to facilitate that. And at that point, I'd be interested, you know, will the Thunder do Kevin like Love. A Kevin Love for PG straight up? Do the Thunder want that eighth overall pick, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, but I, I put I put the percentage nice. at five just because that, that one's hard for me to see. Come here, what do you have? Cleveland is at 0% because LeBron James is not coming back, and they're about to blow that shit up. All right. Thank the next, yeah, they they are. I see them, and I see them really blowing it up, trading Kevin Love for picks. It's going to be more like Cleveland basketball was at the very beginning of Kyrie. 
than anything. It's, it's going to be bad for uh, Cleveland once again. But next city is the Houston Rockets. Jacob, what percentage chance do you think Paul George goes? I put Houston at 10%. Um, I do think it's it's a pretty decent fit for Paul George to go down there. And uh, I think you've kind of mentioned this before, Kamiar. Uh, PG would basically be like a really, really good, like super glorified Trevor Ariza down there. Um, mm-hmm. The only issue I see with that is in order for Houston to open up that max cap slot, they're going to have to let guys like PJ Tucker – Lucanball, Mute, um, those, those kind of guys go. They're going to have to get rid of, rid of Ryan Anderson. Um, luckily for them, the Clint Capella cap hold isn't that big. But, you know, depending on what happens with um, with the draft, Clint Capella, I think there's probably two or three max offer sheets out there for him that uh, Houston's going to have to match. And if he signs an offer sheet somewhere else, before yep. PG's made a decision, Houston has three days to decide on Capella or not, you know. So um, they'd have to gut a lot of depth in order to open up that max cap space unless they wanted to sign and trade. Um, which, And then, you know, at that point, sign and trade's maybe not that bad of an idea. I mean, you know, maybe the Thunder can get Trevor Ariza and, um, and Aaron Gordon. Um, Eric, not Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon. Eric. Uh, Eric. Yeah. So, you know, like, but... I think Houston's a good fit. I just think it has to sacrifice so much depth that I don't know if that would be the best fit for him. So I put Houston at 10%. Yeah. Like I said, I have Houston above Cleveland, but under Philadelphia. Yeah, call I've me got up. Houston at 10%. Nice. So below Philly. And then lastly, what about Utah, Taylor? I would put New Orleans above Utah, personally. I really okay. don't think that's going to happen. Yep, and yeah. uh, so with, with Utah, again, no cap space. It would have to be a sign-and-trade facilitated by Oklahoma City. I really don't see that one happening. I gave it a 5% chance, um, and then 5% for the rest of the league. Uh, for the yep. other 26 teams, 25 teams, whatever, I gave 5%. I, I agree with you guys. Like, the New Orleans one would be interesting. But, again, like, you'd have to, to negotiate a sign-and-trade for that. And would the Thunder be willing to do that? And who would they want from Philly – or, sorry, from Philly, from New Orleans – um, so it would, it would be interesting. And, uh, same thing with Utah, you know, who, who would, the, who would That's the Thunder be willing to take from, from Utah and a sign and trade, you know, um, we'll, Crowder. we'll take Donovan Mitchell and you guys can have Paul George. Yeah, hey, I take Jay, I take, no I take Jay Crowder and some other pieces. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. It's particularly if, if Paul George wants out, I think that's a good point. Yeah. Like, get, get what you, you can. You get yeah. some really good pieces. Yeah. You get what you can. But, uh, for me, Utah. I give them zero percent chance. I gave, I spent all my one hundred percent chance at L.A. going being the first front runner. OKC at thirty percent, Philly third, and Houston fourth. Literally, I think it's down to those four cities. Okay. I really don't see him going anywhere else because there's lots of cap man- maneuvering to be done to make it happen. And even for these lower tier teams like Philly, and, and not really Philly, but Houston. They have to make a lot happen with that cap to actually have it done. So yeah. uh, it's, it, to me, it's really between L.A. and OKC. But some of the Philly stuff hinges on LeBron James and see where he goes. If LeBron James ends up going to, let's say, Miami for some reason or Houston, then I would put Philly. I would kind of bump them up and take Houston all the way out because he'd be an excellent fit in Philadelphia as yeah, well. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. Totally agree with you. So anyways, 
what is going on around the association? Yeah, so we are kind of in what I would like to refer to as the calm before the storm. We are in what, you know, we're post-finals, and we're gearing up for free agency. And in this day and age of the NBA, where the Golden State Warriors and LeBron James essentially are kind of head-running everything, are obviously are always going to be the favorites, there's all these other teams that are trying to play catch-up. And that happens in the offseason. So I have three things I want to cover. The first of those being... Some fun finals facts that I found. The first of those being that the Cavs owed Jordan Clarkson and George Hill a combined $31.5 million next season. That's insane. You guys think, oh you guys think LeBron James wants to play with that? Two players making that much money? That is. Taking up that much cap space? Man. I, yeah. That's brutal. The, Sorry. Shame, shame, on the, shame on the Kings for giving, uh, giving George Hill that much money. Isn't he... Doesn't he make $20 million? Yeah, something like yeah. that. But although George Hill's contract uh, is like, it declines as time goes on. And I wouldn't mind that deal if it was like a one or two year deal. But I think they gave him a three year deal worth like almost $60 million, which is just outrageous. You know, just completely outrageous. It is. Yeah, That's George Hill's salary, salary this year is $20 million. And then the years subsequent in 2018, 19, and then 1920. So for the next two seasons, he's owed 19 million and then 18 million. There's what? What the hell was was Sacramento thinking yeah. when they gave him that contract? They just had a whole That's bunch of money. Unre- so no stupid. one to spend it on a lot of money. Yeah. And then they just or I, they traded for Iman Shumpert, who just. Uh, extra had his player option. Yeah, what, I, what, I love that. Him like eleven million. Yeah, like, I, I love that the Cavs gave Amon Shumpert a player option. Yeah, you know, like Why? that. That's so oh my dumb. god, so bad, so bad. So next, I have per Anthony Slater, the Warriors finished a combined plus five hundred and twenty-four in third quarters this season. How crazy is that? That's, that's another crazy yeah. stat. I mean, we knew they were good, but that just puts a number on it. That's yeah, that's insane. That is insane. That's a huge number. Like that's yeah, first. They're... That's first in the league by like a, a long shot. Like second place. Yeah, I, I didn't probably even... can't even see. Right. You know? I didn't even bother to look up second place. I know the Thunder aren't in second place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when it comes to plus minus in the third quarter, but boy, yeah, that's a pretty ridiculous number. Well, so, while we're, while another... we're talking, I'm going to try to find second place real quick for you guys. Okay. So while you're doing that, I will bring up LeBron James' future, as we mentioned. That's probably the biggest offseason story this coming offseason. And uh, Bobby Marks brought up a good point. You have Cleveland, Philadelphia, and the Lakers. And they're really the only ones who can sign him outright right now. Any other team will either have to do a sign-in trade, which makes a lot of sense, or particularly if LeBron James comes to Cleveland's front office and says, hey, I want to go to this team, and I want to help you guys out. I love my hometown Cleveland. Let's try and get you guys some pieces. Or you have, like, the Rockets, who we've heard, and the Spurs are two teams that we've heard that may try. If, if LeBron says, hey, I'm very interested, they would try and move that. The Rockets, for example, would try and move the Ryan Anderson contract. The Spurs are going to bring in Popovich, apparently, according to Mark Stein yesterday. So there's some options there, but I thought that was a 
pretty good way to put it. You have Cleveland, you have Philadelphia, and you have the Los Angeles Lakers, who are the only three that can sign LeBron James outright. Uh, I know we have a little fun segment coming up where we'll probably predict LeBron's future. But do you guys have anything to add on to Bobby Marks' insight into Le- uh, LeBron's offseason? I think he's completely spot on. I mean, you have <laughs> yeah. Cleveland, where there there was a report that came out. I don't. I it escapes my mind right now that basically LeBron. I just call him LeBron, like Scooby Doo. <laughs> uh, LeBron is only going to stay in Cleveland only if his family basically like wants to stay in Cleveland. Otherwise, he's gone. And in this press conference. It, it looked like that was a man defeated. That was a man that was tired of playing with the crap he had to play with. Like, the dude broke his hand or something punching a blackboard because J.R. Smith is a dumbass. Yep. And, like, here's my thing. Oklahoma City Thunder. You can easily name their third and fourth best players on the team last year. You have Russ. The next you have PG. Some might argue it's even Steven Adams. And then it's, you know, PG. And then maybe Melo or Dre. Like, you can easily pinpoint who is the third best player and maybe the fourth best player on that team. Exactly. Cleveland, you've got Braun. Then you've got Caleb. Who the hell is the third best player on that team? Is it J.R. Smith? And if J.R. <laughs> Smith is the third best player on your team, you got problems. Kyle Korver? Yeah. Either way, you have issues. Exactly. Actually, it's not even problems. Tristan no, Thompson? Yeah. Any three of those as your third best player is an issue. It's not problems. It's problems without the B. It's just problems. You got problems <laughs> if you if J.R. Smith is <laughs> yep. your third best player. Yeah, so, that's very true. Cleveland is out of the picture. They're, they're done. And to me, you've got Philly in the Lake Show. Philly in the Lake Show, both are young teams. They're both talented young teams. However, Philadelphia is much more talented at a younger age than the Lakers are. But also, they have a nice kind of mix of um, veteran presence, like J.J. Redick and stuff like that. Robert Covington. And so... Yeah, and I would give I would give them the nod 100% of the time, especially it being the East, and that provides them the most easiest avenue back to the NBA Finals. Definitely, and so I I, I think Philly, you know, has already proven a little bit of success, and I think Philly gives LeBron a better chance to win now, and then also a better chance to win uh, two, three, four years from now as LeBron's career starts winding down. Yeah, like, and they yeah. can. They can play him at the four, and he can he can play off ball like he wants to. Can you imagine? I mentioned this in the Slack. Can you imagine a pick and roll with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid with LeBron crashing down from the baseline for then, like a dunk? That's, yeah, and then you have Robert Covington who shoots forty plus percent from three from the corners and spotted up in the other corner. Like that's a spread pick people. and roll that nobody wants to to mess with. You know. Also, you could have the. You could have the king mentor the Fresh Prince, which yeah. is Ben Simmons. I, I don't so love that nickname. Under Rich Ball. There's a lot of things going on in that Philly stuff that I yeah. think is definitely going to happen. For sure. I'm with you. So I, I looked it up. I couldn't get totals for regular season plus playoffs. But in the regular season, third quarter, Golden State is a plus 371. Um, second place Ooh. is wow. uh, Houston at a plus 170. So they doubled up Houston um, in the regular season in the third quarter. If we look at playoffs third quarter, uh, Golden State was a plus 153 in the in the third quarter in the playoffs. Uh, second closest was Philly at a 38. So that's what, four, wow. five times, four times as high? Um, 
just no competition. Yeah, it's, it's nowhere actually. close. Nowhere I mean, close. No, or, sorry, no comparisons. It's probably what I should say. Yeah, nowhere close. Well, hey, thanks for looking that up. That's a, uh, and I bet that can probably be forwarded to the playoffs. I think that'd be a pretty similar number. Yeah. I would uh, imagine that Houston would, or Houston would probably be in second place behind Golden State there. So then, just finally, just to kind of recap how crazy this. 2017 2018 NBA season was to distract us from the inevitable Golden State Warriors winning another championship. <laughs> we had a lot of fun things that happened. So I'm just going to kind of read some highlights for you guys. I found this list on Twitter and I can't credit who made this because when I found it, it was just basically a retweet of something, you know, somebody reposted it. But the first of these, we had the Rockets Clippers tunnel gate. We had Kevin Durant and the Brian Colangelo burner accounts that we covered last week on the podcast. We had the J.R. Smith throwing soup at Damon Jones. Oh, I totally I forgot, forgot about, about that, that man. man. Holy shit. How great is what was, that? What was it? Was it cheddar and broccoli? That's what it was? Yeah. Although I did, broccoli, see, cheddar, soup. I did see a tweet that said um, after, chicken after, tortilla. after J.R. Smith, um, you know, ran the ball out with uh, the game tied after game one, someone said the trainer's going to throw soup at him tonight. And so I remembered it, but... <laughs> Well, and the next one they have is the uh, J.R. Smith forgets to score after George Hill missed the free throws in the finals, which would have won the game for them had he been able to put that ball up. So there you go. Uh, next, we have KCP arrested. Uh, Kid Gilchrist, or uh, how do you say his name? Contavious Caldwell Pope. There you go. Uh, he was arrested and not able to leave L.A. And then we had all the ankle monitor memes, which yeah. was pretty funny. Yeah. So then we have LeBron James punched a whiteboard after game one of the finals, which came out at the end of game four, which is kind of interesting. Um, then we had the uh, Porzingis Jen Selter game. We had Fultz forgetting how to shoot, which was just absolutely crazy. Speaking of crazy injuries, Kawhi Leonard and his whole injury saga. <laughs> we we had uh, Noel with the Mavericks going to a hot dog that is one of my favorite moments of the entire season (laughs) then we had uh bobby portis and miritic the punching each other you know in practice preseason and both of them being out for an extended period oh my getting in a little brawl we had eric bledsoe's i don't want to be here yeah it was at the nail salon right eric bledsoe was at the nail salon that's why i I was at the nail salon yeah yep getting my hair cut um speaking of bledsoe we had him versus terry rosier in the playoffs which led to the whole Drew Bledsoe yeah, which scenario was awesome. where he was in the yeah he he wore that that uh, jersey which is pretty cool. Uh, Paul George he became play, playoff P, and then oh this one hurts hurts us OKC fans. Oladipo replaces PG thirteen and uh, wow in Indiana so went blank there. Sorry so yeah that uh that was one storyline we had. The Grizzlies tanking too hard, and they lost the game 140 to 79 to Charlotte. Oh Had the Tristan God. Thompson situation, Fergie national anthem. Ben Sam Ben Simmons goes entire season without a three. <laughs> he didn't make one three pointer. How crazy is that? Yeah. Donovan Mitchell calling out Ben Simmons and wearing the whole Adidas rookie sweatshirts and t-shirts. Magic Johnson tampering situation, and then I wanted to end with this one. There's a lot more. You know, Know, the Cavs trading their entire team, the whole Arthur memes, a bunch of those things. I wanted to end with this one uh, was the Joe and Bede's beef and tweets with Westbrook and uh, also Whiteside. But it was a lot of fun early on this season watching Westbrook and Embiid 
you know, staring each other down and giving each other death glares. There's like literally a whole other half to this list. Uh, I'll try and tweet it out to on our Twitter account so everybody can read it. Yeah, for sure. The whole entire podcast just reading off these, but those are some of my favorites. No, yeah, definitely. Um, we'll uh, we'll, we'll tweet those so out because that'd be great. A, cool, cool. Yeah, Imagine. we had a very fun, very fun season outside the inevitable Golden State and Cleveland finals matchup. Imagine being uh, Miritich and Nikola Miritich getting your shit knocked out, having facial reconstruction somewhat, and you're the one that gets traded and not Bobby Portis. Yeah. Yep. yep. And they're kind of high on Bobby Portis. Exactly. Amazing. But he, hey, he went off and he was really successful down in New Orleans, though. So shout out to him. You know, he played well. He, that pairing of he and uh, AD worked out pretty well. Yep. So. Awesome. Well, let's move on. Hey, we have a really fun segment lined up for our first off-season podcast today. We're going to call it Gambling Time. What do you like about gambling? Well, uh, winning. I'm not trying to win a lot. I'm just trying to win. So we are looking forward from this point right now on, what's the date today? June 10th? We're looking from yes. June 10th all the way forward to late October when the Thunder, or not the Thunder season, but just the whole NBA season tips off. And we are going to make some predictions over what will happen between now and opening tip of 2018-2019 NBA basketball. Um, we each have four or five predictions here. We're going to go around the table and state our predictions. Some of them might not be too awful bold. Some of them might be very bold. And then as one of us makes a prediction, the other two, you can either agree with them or what's going to be really fun since it's gambling time is you can make a bet with that person on their prediction, right? So we want these bets to be, number one, call me or I teach for a living so we have no money. So we can't make like, <laughs> you know, like very large bets, but fun like prop bets of things that we'll, we'll bet against each other either next time we all link up or whatever. Um, yeah. Maybe some stuff that we can tweet out whenever like the debt is paid. But these are bets that the, the expiration date is the tip-off of the NBA season for 2018-2019. Uh, that'll happen in mid-October. So, Kamiar, I'm coming to you first for your first prediction for the offseason. Hit us with something. By the time of opening day next year, or I guess next season for the association in Boston, one of these or excuse me two of these following players will not be in a celtic jersey and i have a list of four players marcus smart terry rosier gordon hayward or jalen brown two of these four will not be in boston by the beginning of tip next season that's a bold one i'm gonna hit you with the hot take sounder on that (sighs) i'm sweating you tell me that motherfucker ain't hot, you lied, motherfucker! That's a good one. Uh, that Taylor, is a good one. Taylor, are you going to side with him, or you want to take a bet on this? I will bet you a knockoff jersey of your choice. So, uh, you know, retro jersey shop. That Terry Rosier is the only Celtics player who does not come back next season. <laughs> That's a fair bet. There we go. All right, I'm going to write these down as we go. So we have Taylor versus Kalmiar on Kalmiar's uh, Boston, and they're betting a jersey. Heck yeah. 
Um, since you already got a bet on that one, Kamiar, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to bet you on that one. Although I think that's pretty bold, and I, I think at least. How three do you those, like that? Yeah. I think at least three of those players stay. All right, Taylor, your turn. Hit us with a prediction. So I think Cleveland not only will trade the eighth pick to try and entice LeBron James to stay, I think they will trade that eighth pick, and I think LeBron will still leave. Oh, okay. They'll trade that eighth pick. They'll try and get somebody in, or they'll try and trade higher, and LeBron James will still be gone. Well, see, I'm not going to pick up this uh, this bet because my first prediction was Cleveland trades pick eight in an attempt to better the roster for LeBron to stay. So I am yep. steering clear of this one. I agree with you. Well, then I will bet either one of you. Okay. And the loser of this bet has to stand on a street corner in a <laughs> Kevin Durant Oklahoma City or Golden State shirt or jersey holding sign that says Kevin Durant left because Russ is the problem. Oh. How, lo- how long do I have to stand out there? <laughs> I have to be there for an hour. An hour. Oh, man. Let's That's take good. it. Let's take it, Taylor. Okay, there we go. Let's take it. Okay. <laughs> and it, and if you, of course, are in Oklahoma, you need to do it right out in front of the peak. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's so awesome. my prediction. We'll go with my number two. Uh, it's a draft prediction. Mo Bamba will get drafted before Bagley, and he is going to be the second big man taken after DeAndre Ayton. I, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. that. Bombo okay. was actually pretty good. I, I, I thought about one. going really bold with this and saying Bombo was going to get taken before Doncic, but I just I couldn't Ooh. do it. I couldn't do it. So I just said Bombo. Ooh, that's a good one. Bombo will be the, the second pick. Or not the second pick, but the, the second big taken. Um, I just – I could have – someone's going to bite on, on Doncic before Bombo, but uh, – Yeah. Okay, so you guys agree with me on that one? Yeah. Yep. All right, call me here. I agree with you. Call me here, get your next one out. My next prediction is that by the beginning of the starting game, or the first game of the season for Oklahoma City and the NBA Association, Carmelo Anthony will be the starting small forward for the, the Oklahoma City Thunder because Paul George will be out west wearing gold. Gold and purple? Yeah. Oh. And uh, they're going to go ahead and keep Carmelo in that situation. Okay, I'm not going to bet you on this because I think if – Paul George does indeed leave that they will keep Carmelo at least up until the trade trade deadline. So I I think you might be onto something there, particularly if Paul George leaves. I'm just not convinced that Paul George is going to leave quite yet. All right, I'm taking the bet. I'm betting you a four-piece wings and things from Bobo's Chicken. That that will not (laughs) happen. (laughs) You good? Okay, that's fine. You want to take it? All right. Yeah, I'm good. All right, call me our verse Jacob for Bobo's. (laughs) <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll tweet out all these all these bets later on all right taylor hit us with a prediction so i think really the last thing i have is that I last think one you better start winging some yeah, of these buddy i know that's come on right i think uh is gonna be a spur at the tip off of the next season 2018 2019 nba season Kawhi will still be a spur and pop will work his magic and pull another lamarcus aldridge with Kawhi. Uh, I'm not taking that bet because I agree. Yeah, I, I also believe that Kawhi Leonard's going to be a spur next year, and they're going to come out with a vengeance and only get third place in the West. Yep, I, I agree with that, so I'm not taking that bet. Taylor, you better think of another one because we're coming back to you. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, my next one. 
one of Memphis's two all-stars. Either, um, oh, why'd I just go blank on their point guard? Who's Memphis's point guard? Oh, uh, Conley. Mike, Mike Conley. Either Mike Conley or Mark Gasol um, gets traded before opening night. Oh, I, I, I'm with you there. I absolutely think one of them is going to be out of there. I think this is basically in rebuild mode. Okay. We saw that with your tanking. Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, so I could see Memphis easily tank and want to do something like that. Uh, screw it. I'll, I'll just, I'll bet you because I want to. Here's what you have to do. Because you suggested that Memphis is going to trade Mike Conley and they're going to tank. Yeah, either Mike Conley or um, or Mark Gasol. One of the two will be gone. Okay, so I'll take that bet. And the loser of this bet has to call into the sports animal while Trey Burr is on. And, <laughs> you ha- and you have to tell him that you are sorry that you missed the last meeting. And when he's wondering what meeting he's talking about, which is not the AA meeting he probably goes to, it's <laughs> the, the meeting. The this meeting so happens. Good. The meeting happens to be a clan rally. Well, him and Alex <laughs> back are on. That's what you have to. And you have to. You have to speak, speak in a really redneck voice while you do it. I will totally Sound take good? that. I'm good. Let's do it. <laughs> Regardless, <laughs> this is going to be a great video for Twitter. That's awesome. Perfect. Um, So I think we're back to Calm Yard now? Uh, Sure, yeah. Cleveland will trade Kevin Love for picks because LeBron is going to go to Philadelphia, so they're going to blow everything up. They're going to draft that eighth eighth pick, and they're going to trade Kevin Love because they're going to go full tank mode. Uh, I can't bet you on that one because that was one of my predictions as well. I agree. I had Kevin Love will be playing for another team on opening night as one of my predictions. Okay, we we talked a little bit about this in Slack. And I forget which one of you guys uh, mentioned this, so if I'm wrong, correct me. But I think it was uh, Jacob or Kami or one of you guys mentioned Kevin Love and Phoenix. And because of Phoenix wanting to interview Trey Young, thinking that they may be wanting that eighth pick. Yeah. So how crazy? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? What if they did a, a trade pick number one for K Love and pick number eight? You know, and they they yep. got K Love and then moved back and got Trey. I also kind of thought about you know what would happen. Um, we we just talked about one of the two Memphis All Stars getting traded. What if uh, uh, Cleveland wants to trade um, some expi- expiring contracts and pick number eight for? Um, um, Mike Conley, you know, that that could be interesting in, in an attempt to try to convince LeBron to stay. The only problem is Mike Conley makes a lot of money for like three more years. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. At, at one time, he was the highest play, paid player in the NBA. Yep. Because he was at first Supermax, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah. I think yeah, you're right. First, first one to take it, which everybody kind of thought was like, wow, all the people for this to happen to Mike Conley being the first one to do it, it's kind of interesting yeah yeah it's a weird all right i'm yeah. not i'm not touching that bet that's yeah. a good that's a good prediction but i'm yeah. not touching that bet taylor you got another one so I, I do i have one more for you guys okay uh tip off next season these annoying laker fans that we have on twitter will not have a single free agent that's or a single all-star free agent that they're predicting none of those will sign with them come tip off the next season so you're they saying they won't get lebron they won't get paul george 
they won't get Kawhi Leonard in a trade, and they won't get uh, Demarcus Cousins. That's a good one. Okay, well I'm gonna, oh, I'm taking that bet. <laughs> and it'll simply be that you will just have to Venmo me twenty dollars. Ah, uh, there you go. That's easy. That's fair. There you go. I like that. We haven't, yeah, we haven't done straight up bet. I like that. That's a good one. Uh, can I get in on that one too? Not on the twenty bucks, yeah. but um, I'm gonna bet <laughs> you. Uh, I'm gonna bet you an icy from Seven Eleven, or since you are uh, <laughs> since you're up there in Tulsa at the Quick Trip. Quick Trip. Oh, I love me some Quick Trip. Sounds good. There we go. Just some good bets, guys. Yeah. Okay. I got another one for you. Okay. My next one is DeAndre Jordan is going to opt out of his contract this summer and not stay that final year in LA with the Clippers and yep. sign elsewhere. Whether that be in Houston or in Cleveland or whatever, um, DeAndre Jordan will. He's got one more year left on his on his contract, but it's a player option. He's going to opt out and he's going to sign elsewhere this summer. He's going to opt out of that max money and go somewhere else. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. You both, okay. Because he's, he's, he said because he wants that report. to report. Yeah, he said he wants to sign with the Rockets. Yeah. So, um, right. Yeah, how's that, man? That, that's why I'm like. <laughs> Clint Capella, uh, nice. Sorry, buddy. Nice to see you, but you're gonna go because DeAndre's a better version of you. Yep. 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 Okay. Uh, you guys have any more? I've got one more. All right. What do you got? Denver is gonna end up trading away their first round pick, along with Kenneth Fareed, and they'll get something substantial in return to ensure they make top six in the playoff bracket next season. Okay, so you have Denver trading away their pick plus Farid. What what pick do they have? Is it like thirteen or fourteen? Yes, I think it's like fourteen. Right, right at the end of okay. the lottery. Okay, yeah. um, that's a pretty good one. I, I know, I yeah. know they've kind of been wanting to to trade Farid. They want to get off off that off that, and you know that fourteenth pick probably is uh, fairly valuable. So that's a good one. Um, Taylor, you want to take that that's, bet? No, because that's one originally when that report came out, uh, and I forget. I don't even know if it was a poor as much of a, of a rumor, but I think that they're definitely going to try and do that. And I think there's going to be a team that pounces on that. Okay. I'm uh, I'm not going to take that bet either because I, I kind of agree with that. So if that's all of our bets here, I'll recap them real quick for us. We have <laughs> Kamiar has two of four players leaving Boston before the start of the season. He and Taylor have bet a, uh, a knockoff jersey on that. Um, cool. We have... Kamiar versus both Taylor and I. I didn't write down what what our uh, this was one of Taylor's bets. I think uh, one of his yep. predictions uh, that one of us would have to wear the KD jersey in the straight. But what was the uh, what were we betting on on that one? Do you remember? That was was that Le- oh that was the Cleveland pick that uh, they were going to trade that eighth pick, but yep. that LeBron was still going to leave. Yep. Okay. So and then one some one of us is going to wear a KD jersey out in the street with a sign that says <laughs> Russ was the reason he left. Um, Kamiar said Melo was going to start at the three for OKC on opening night. Uh, he and I, Kamiar and I, bet on that a four-piece wings from Bobo's. Now that's going to taste very good. Yep. Um, <laughs> we have me versus Kamiar that Memphis will trade one of the two all-stars, whichever one of us loses, has to call Jim Traber on the sports animal and ask him about how the Klan rally went. 
<laughs> that, that's gonna f up, man. That's gonna be incredible. Um, and yeah, that might be the best one. Come here to get of these. <laughs> and then we have yeah. no all stars will sign in Los Angeles this summer. Um, Kamiar and Taylor are betting just twenty bucks via Venmo, and then Taylor and I are betting an icy from Seven Eleven slash Quick Trip. There's some good predictions, guys. I like this. Yeah. Good stuff. That was fun. Awesome. That was really fun. Well, let's move on from gambling and talk some would you rathers. You can go with this or you can go with that. You can go with this or you can go with that. You can go with this or you can go with that. Okay, all right. I got one. Would you rather be a hobo with a 5% chance of getting inherited by a rich guy or be Hitler two years before the end of World War II? Because you know you're going to have to shoot yourself, but you still got two more years as Hitler. All right, so we have several here, and we'll probably get out. We'll probably get these pretty quickly. So the first one is: Would you rather have Melo opt in and sign a point guard, a backup point guard like Fred Van Vliet or Corey Joseph, or would you rather have Melo opt out but you bring back somebody like a Samaj Kristen? That's a really that's a really good question. I think I go with the former. I say bring Melo back and get a Corey Joseph or a Van Fleet, someone who can really uh, anchor that second unit um, and kind of be that ball handler, and then you can deal with Melo later on down the line. Uh, I agree. Rather than bringing back some you trade, trade deadline or Melo just finds his role eventually, or you know they have more success after building on what they already have this season, and he's happy again. And you don't even have to mess with it. So I'm yep. going to go with, uh, I'd rather have Melo opt in and we are somehow able to get a Van Fleet or a Corey Joseph, which would be really cool. And I know Not the, to knock uh, Uncle Raymond. Yeah, I know the, th- the Thunder <laughs> were very interested in Corey Joseph a couple years ago whenever they were trading Serge Ibaka yep. too. So mm-hmm. good That's one. A good point. Yep, good one. All right. My next one is, would you rather have Paul George leave and still sign, re-sign Jeremy Grant or... Would you rather have Paul George stay, but Mello and Jeremy Grant leave? Taylor, Paul George stay. Yeah, I'm with you. Have <laughs> Paul George stay and, and, and replace uh, replace Grant somehow, some way. Yep. I'm totally yeah, with you that on that one. Probably a bit too easy. There you go. All right, the next one is Alex Sabrinas shoots 40% from three next year. Or, or I guess 40 plus percent from three next year. Or I like that. Terrence Ferguson averages eight points per game coming off the bench next year. Okay, I'll, I'll start us off on this one. I'm going to go the Ferguson eight points per game um, just because the the Alex Sabrina's 40%. There, there's too much of, um, oh, I don't know what you want to say, like leeway, too much variance there as far as he could shoot 40% from three, but what if he only plays 40 games and only— Okay, so let's say 40% from three while getting averaging about 17 minutes a night. Oh, shit. Uh, wow, I'm taking Alex then. I I was gonna take Alex to begin with because I I have higher hopes on T. Perk. I have bought into the Kool Aid, and I think he's going to. I would hope that he's going to score more than eight points per, per game yeah. next year coming off the bench. But yeah, if you if you, if you got Alex crazy, if you got Alex playing 17 minutes a night shooting 40 percent, yeah, give me that. I'm totally yep. taking that one. That's that's that floor spacing they need. Um, I mean, you got. 
PG on one side, Alex on the other, and Russ and Adams running a pick and roll in the middle of the floor. Like that's that's deadly. So yeah, I'll take Alex on that one. Yeah. I'm really hopeful that Terrence Ferguson bulks up and becomes like Oklahoma City's version of Kelly Oubre. I'm really hopeful for him. Same. But anyways, I, I'm uh so, sorry, real quick. I'm I'm excited to see him in summer league out in Vegas just to see what he yep. looks like, what it physique, um, kind of what what he does when he's not on the court with three other all stars. What he does whenever he's he's going to be the man on that summer league team, and I want to see him put yeah. the ball on the floor and see some of the stuff he can he can do. I'm excited. Well, judging from his Instagram, he hasn't bulked up, so that sucks. Anyways, would you rather have both Paul George and Melo leave, or would you rather have Melo opt in and you sign Luke Mbamute to play the four? Taylor, you take this one. Oh, man, that's tough. Um... Oh, I'm going to say PGML lead because we have more flexibility. I, I'm i with you on that. Um, if, if PG goes, I just regardless, I kind of just want Melo gone. Um, yeah, that's I think that's it for me. And uh, Melo leaving also. Yeah, so I, I'm with you on that. We've agreed on most of these so far. So, yeah, I, yeah I'm with gosh. you. Just just let them both walk. <laughs> yeah. You guys, you guys are so boring. You guys just have so much hate in your heart for Carmelo Anthony for a bad year. So, okay, well, moving on. For the people that hate Carmelo, funny story, Jacob and I got yelled at at a Thunder game for talking shit on Carmelo. I remember you guys talking about We did. That's some funny. old man turned around and he was like, we love Carmelo. You guys have been mean <laughs> to him the entire game. And then he missed lots of shots and then we lost to Denver. Yeah. Well, Anyways. The reason the guy turned around and yelled at us was because we were talking <laughs> on Carmelo. And then um, Ferguson hit a three and he said, look at what Melo can do. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, that's Terrence Ferguson. That's not even Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> look at what Melo can do. It was pretty yeah, good. It was, it was pretty good. It was annoying. All right. Would you rather have Melo leave, but you trade Abrinas and Ferguson for Chris Middleton, or have Melo stay and still be a starter at the four if Paul George comes back? Oh, this is a good one, man. Um, that is you're, you're sacrificing depth for Chris Middleton, um, or have Melo still stay at the four. God, that's difficult if because PG comes yeah, back. when when this Thunder team last year had all five starters good and found a rhythm, you know, like right before Dre went out, they were playing really, really good basketball and they were moving the ball well. Um, you know, Taylor, maybe this is one we disagree on. I'm gonna say uh, keep that youth of Abrinas and Ferguson. I love Chris Middleton. I love Chris Middleton, but I'm gonna say keep that youth. Yeah. Oh man, that's, <laughs> that is, that, that's, that's a really good one. one yet. Yeah, yep. Um, I love. I, I love. I'm so high on Abrinas and Ferguson. I just, I specifically Ferguson. I just mentioned that. My first instinct was to go Abrinas and Ferguson, but Chris Middleton. So, are we assuming that Chris Middleton and Paul it, Paul George is coming back if we get Chris Middleton? Sure. Okay, then I'll go ahead for argument's sake and say Chris Middleton. <laughs> Slash Dre with Russ and Paul George and Stephen Adams and, you know, P-Pat or Grant the Four. Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and say Chris Middleton. But I love I love Terrence Ferguson. Or I'm yeah. excited for Terrence Ferguson. So yeah. that's really hard. I'm with you. 
All right, in this last one is Jacobs. He says, would you rather keep Mello for this next season, which you assume that Paul George will be back, or would you rather trade Mello and Abrinas to the Clippers for Gallinari, who has not been healthy since like 2012, and the 13th overall pick in the coming draft in the next week? Yep, and for reference on this, uh, Gallo has two more years left where Mello only has the one. So uh, I, I guess since, even though Kamiya read that question, since this is my question, you, you two go ahead and answer yeah. it. Yeah. Kamiya, you want to go ahead? Yes, yeah, sure. I would take the, I would trade Mello and Abrinas for Gallinari in that 13th overall pick, strictly because you get a pick and you need young assets. And although you love Abrinas, if it was Terrence Ferguson, I would have said no. But since it's Abrinas, I can find me a spot-up shooter somewhere in the NBA. I can find some somebody that's willing to take an MLE like a, a Bellinelli or something like that. you got guys like Miles Bridges coming out of Michigan State or Knox out of, uh, I think it's Kentucky, that these guys are just knock-down shooters from the corners anyways. Yeah. And you can find some youth in the draft. And also, if Gallinari happens to be healthy for at least 70% of the games, then that's a bonus because he's doing what you want Mello to do. He's the spot-up shooter that is going to catch it and shoot. That's what you want. So, heck yes, I would do that. What do you think, Taylor? I agree simply because I feel like the Thunder need another draft pick. I, I just would really like to see them find a way to gain something more for the future outside of Terrence Ferguson. And that 13th overall draft pick is is big. So, and like you said, it's just Abrinas. It's not Ferguson. So I'm going to go with the uh, trade Melo and Abrinas for that 13th and Gallinari. Also, I think Gallinari would look really good with Russ. Be a really good shooter to complement his game. Nice. I dig him. You guys ready to move on? Yeah, pop culture minute. We have a pop culture minute before we are finished. Winter is coming. I told you a million times, my teeth are coming in. It's called cleidocranial dysplasia. Wakanda forever! HBO has announced that they will be making a pilot episode for a Game of Thrones spinoff. I'm sure all three of us are stoked on that because we're all huge Thrones fans. Uh, the show is to air one year after the final season of Game of Thrones. So it'll air in 2020. It will be a new director as Benioff and Weiss are moving off to do Star Wars films for Disney. But George R.R. R. Martin, the author of the Song of Ice and Fire series, will help oversee the project. From reports online, this pilot episode and this possible spinoff is going to be based in the Age of Heroes in Westeros, which is roughly 10,000 years before the storyline of Game of Thrones, before Jon Snow, before Daenerys Targaryen and all them. Um, the Age of Heroes features the birth of House Stark, uh, including Bran the Builder, the guy who built the, the wall in the north. Uh, it shows the birth of House Lannister in the Age of Heroes. It marks the historic event, the Long Night, which was the first time the White Walkers invaded in a winter that lasted for a generation. 
So this was pretty big news to all of us. Um, if you're a Thrones fan listening to us, uh, I'm sure you're stoked on this. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts. Are you excited? How do you feel about this? Do you wish they would have done a spinoff over something else, uh, et cetera, et cetera? Just, just give me kind of what you're thinking. You know, I think it's a smart deal. I like the idea, but let's get down to what this is about. This money. is about money. Yeah. This is about HBO, and this is about you really still watching their storyline. Because if and they, they really they can get you to continue to watch, yes. Yep. Because you've heard enough. You you've heard they've constantly been, and maybe this has been in the works for a while. Because they have constantly been in, in the TV series alluding to the Dark Knight or the, the Long Knight. Excuse me, far long, far more than they did in the books. Yep. So. They are like basically drumming this crap up for 2020, and but am I gonna watch it? Yeah, because yeah. I'm a Game of Thrones fan, and I think it's really cool to see how how everything got set up. It's like it's like reading Lord of the Rings, and then afterwards reading the Silmarillion, which is like basically how Middle Earth really got set up and how everything started happening. Yeah. So of course I'll read that. Um. Or so I would I would watch this as well. So I'm excited, but at the same time, it's only 2018. So I might be dead by 2020. So I don't even know if I have to watch it. Yep. So well, kind of like see. the Winds of Winter. We don't even know if it's really going to come out. I don't. Right? I, don't I don't think we're ever going to get the Winds of Winter, dude. No, no. I'm so sorry. I don't about either. It. I don't well, either. That's well, a separate. We'll have to say that for a pop culture minute. We'll probably yeah. get Winds of Winter. Winds of Winter. <laughs> we'll probably get it, but like in manuscript form because George R. R. Martin was dead. Yeah. And we'll never officially yep. release it. That's a yep. good point. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this. Mainly because I think it'll be a really cool way to kind of give. So, so there's a lot of people. I'm I'm on Reddit sometimes. I'll get on the R free folk, free folk. So shout out all my R free folk uh, friends, uh, and I will get on there. And, and there's some talk for next season that there's people who want them to go into the background of the Night King and the White Walkers, and I think this is kind of the, the answer HBO's answer to this and George R R Martin's answer to this in the sense that we're going to do this in a different series. Yep. We're not going to give this to you next season. We're going to do this in a different season. Or, uh, sorry, excuse me, a different series. So I think that's really cool, and I'm excited for that. Um, I was really kind of excited to see like a Rhaegar Targaryen and uh, Robert Baratheon. Um, you know, th- to kind of the whole pre-Game of Thrones timeline. Yeah, uh, kind of what the, the set usurp- all that off. Yeah, the usurper king Robert Baratheon, you know, finally overthrowing the uh, the reign of the Targaryens. You know, that long lasting dynasty. Yeah, yeah that's so that was that was my thing. See, but he said from the beginning though that all these spinoffs that he has aren't going to include that because he felt that they already kind of covered that with the series, and I get that they're kind of going to that with the whole Bran and Sam story, or sorry, Bran and Slam and Sam uh, storyline from this past season and probably just going to be continued to this season. But I wish they would go into a little more detail into that. But there are four other spinoffs too that they're, they could continue to go forward with or possibly, um, you know, decide they want to do instead of this. So we'll see. Mm-hmm, for but sure. I, I am excited for this, but I, I agree with Kamiar. I think it's a good point. Like none of these are going to live up to the original game of Thrones series. That's exactly. a really good point. No, nope. exactly. really good point. Yeah, but I, Jacob, I, do you have any anything to add? Man, you guys hit it on the head. I'm super stoked for it. I mean, that'll be cool to continue in the world of Westeros. And, um, you know, the Age of Heroes is before the Age of Dragons in Westeros. So we might get some stuff in a shy sure. with, like, the birth of the dragons. Um, you know, the children of the forest versus the White Walkers. We're, it, it's going to be... I, I think if they go with this pilot, it'll be more, like, high fantasy, like magic stuff, 
than like the really gritty dark stuff that Game of Thrones is. And it's probably like less political intrigue and whatnot. Um, but it'll be cool. You know, I'll sign me up. I'll watch it. You know, and we can we can do another um, pop culture minute another time. But, you know, Amazon is also coming out with a, a Lord of the Rings series where they're going to really follow, follow the story of Aragorn, you know. And so, like, I I buy into all that, shit, dude. Like, you, you give me some dope fantasy shit to watch and uh and i'm there you know i mean hell half of my leg is tattooed game of thrones and the other half is tattooed lord of the rings so i'm what a uh, nerd i'm there for it dude <laughs> what I'm a nerd all right well we've been going for a while so let's wrap this bad boy up uh thank you guys for listening to our podcast if you enjoyed it please go leave us a five-star rating and a review also make sure to scr- subscribe to us on itunes soundcloud google play Follow us on Twitter at the uncontested, the underscore uncontested. With the NBA draft less than two weeks away, we're finalizing some things for our draft coverage, which will probably include some live video chat with us while the draft airs and some some post-draft feedback and analysis. So make sure you guys keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, it's going to be some fun stuff. We'll probably be on YouTube live. Make sure you follow our contributors on Twitter. You can follow Kamiar at BoomtownRW. You can follow Nick at Two Cranes. Taylor is at Taylor underscore P15. And myself <laughs> at ThunderMob405. Kamiar keeps trying to get me to pull an anchor, man. Just read what's in the script, but I haven't done it yet. I know. And I caught it, and I tried to trip him up, and he went back and corrected it again. <laughs> he's, just, he's super on top of this. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, hey, you guys. Are, for a while. Enjoy your full week without NBA basketball for the first time in months. We will talk to you next weekend. And as always, Thunder Up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.